All right, folks. We are back on the air with the Pete McHugh Show. This is episode number three. And today we're going to review the Royal Rumble. More specifically, Royal Rumble weekend, because a lot went down, and we're going to talk about it all today on the Pete McHugh Show. Join me for the Rumble wrap-up. My friends, before we begin to break down the events and analysis of last weekend, I think it only appropriate that we address, for a few moments at least, the major sport event that's happening this weekend, that of course being Super Bowl 2018, as the New England Patriots take on the Philadelphia Eagles in Minnesota. And I think it only appropriate that I mention to you that I am a huge New England fan because my uncle lives in Massachusetts and also in the great state where this podcast emanates from, which is of course the great state of Michigan, my only football choice at a pro level is of course the Detroit Lions. We know what a roller coaster they can be. So I guess you could say that my dad and I have adopted the New England Patriots as our second team. And even though this weekend I think that it's going to be a competitive game and a little bit more entertaining than last year, let's say for example, that the New England Patriots will find a way to come out on top. It's going to be a physical game. It's going to be a tough game. But I think our friend Tom Brady will find a way to break down the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots will be seven-time Super Bowl champs. That's my prediction. My girlfriend, Brittany, I love you, is a big Justin Timberlake fan. So she will no doubt be watching that just as closely as the game. Fellas, ladies, I got lucky. When I found Brittany... I found a fellow football fan, so when we watch football together, we watch football because we're both fans. Not every lady in the universe likes the game of of football. So I got very lucky when I found Miss Brittany. She's going for the Philadelphia Eagles because she does not like Tom Brady. She does not like the Patriots in general because of some of the controversies surrounding Tom Brady, because of some of the controversies surrounding the Patriots themselves, and because they win so much. She's going for the opposite team. She's going for the Philadelphia Eagles. Tomorrow in Minnesota. 
So there's my two cents on that. We will begin by breaking down NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. Let's get to going, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, our starting point with the review of NXT TakeOver Philadelphia starts here. And we have to start with the NXT Tag Team Championship. Now, for some reason during the review show, or shall I say preview show, I had a brain fart and I totally forgot to talk about this match, I do believe. And the reason I did is I thought it quite obvious that the Authors of Pain were going to dominate against Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Now, how wrong I was. I thought it was going to be an easy squash match for the Authors of Pain. I thought we would see new tag team champions. And instead, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly of the Undisputed Era with their good friend Adam Cole retained the tag team championship. And I got to tell you, it was a well-deserved victory. Now, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly... When they get up to the main roster in WWE are going to be one heck of a tag team to watch. I can imagine right now at say a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam or a high profile team. uh, Them going against uh, say the Revival in a tag team championship match battle. But that's fantasy booking that has yet to develop and yet to come in the WWE's future so let's not talk about that for a second let's talk about this match the authors of pain against Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly of course the authors of pain not winning the tag team championship but let's talk about the match itself it was a brilliant brilliant match I have not seen tag team wrestling at that level in quite some time the Authors of Pain sold very well, specifically Akam with his leg injury. And it was a brilliant story in a tag team match. If you have any sort of aspiration to become a tag team wrestler, though most of us in that line of work, if you are a wrestler, your ultimate goal is to be world heavyweight champion. But if you want to be a tag team wrestler at any level, my recommendation to you would be to watch that match. The Authors of Pain sold well. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, they cut the ring in, a, ring in half. They isolated a body part. They stuck to a game plan. They isolated... Um, let me see. They isolated... Akam... And they isolated Razor beautifully. They played the tag team of the Authors of Pain like a fiddle. And that was a beautifully executed match. A lot of reviewers on YouTube did not like that match. I love that match. I have not seen tag team championship wrestling at that level in quite a bit of time. You want to tag team wrestle in the modern era, that's how you do it. What a beautiful, beautiful match with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly of Undisputed Era. 
retaining their tag team championship. What a match that was. If you looked up tag team wrestling in the dictionary, like a visual dictionary, that's the match you'd see. That's how good that match is and was. So if you have the WWE Network and you have not watched that match, what are you doing? Go back and check out that match out. Check out that match out. Check that match out is what I'm trying to say. It was beautiful. Great match. Great match. Moving on, let's talk about the NXT Women's Championship. And let's talk about the epic clinic between Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon. We knew that this was being billed, if you paid attention to NXT at any point, as a pretty intense match. And we knew that it was going to be a barn burner. We knew that it was going to be memorable. We knew it was going to be a great match. And we knew it was going to be a great story. I have been watching professional wrestling for years. Years. And there was an aspect of that match that even rocked my world. Now we know professional wrestling is a work. But there's a part of me that wonders that when Shayna Baszler went after that arm if To some degree, she legitimately injured Ember Moon. Now, we know professional wrestling is work. We know that people have to take care of each other in the ring. And then they, in turn, have to take care of their families and loved ones and the people they care about, right? But the way that that match was sold was pretty epic. One would assume it was a work, and one would assume that Ember is fine in real life, but it was sold so well. Her arm, her arm injury was sold so well, you wonder if it's actually a legit injury. And we know that Ember showed up the next night. As a surprise entry in the Rumble. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the match between Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler was an MMA slash professional wrestling clinic. And again, one of the best matches on the card. I will remember that match. That will be in the annals of my professional wrestling memories for quite some time. If not forever. It was a great match. For the Women's Championship. Ember Moon, as I said of course though, coming out on top and retaining the championship. This is a match that I think could potentially continue on into WrestleMania weekend in New Orleans when we see... What one would assume would be NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Is this NXT TakeOver New Orleans 2? I suppose it would be, but I think when it first came out in 2014, during WrestleMania weekend, 
it was called NXT TakeOver because it was the first one. So I suppose... I think it's going to be NXT TakeOver New Orleans 1, maybe. That's how they're going to bill it. WrestleMania weekend, but we shall find out when it takes place. Ember Moon retaining the Women's Championship. Now we have to move on to one of the most intense hardcore matches I've seen in the modern PG era. Whether it be NXT, whether it be WWE, whatever. We live in a WWE PG world. We know that hardcore isn't hardcore at the same level anymore, but I'm telling you right now, that match, one spot specifically that Adam Cole took, that we'll talk about in just a second, was one of the most intense spots I've ever seen in a hardcore match, period. When you take a back body drop and you set up two chairs so that the top of the chair is what you land on with your spine in the way that Adam Cole landed on that. That's an intense spot. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the best thing to do would go to YouTube or the WWE Network. Look up the match. Watch the match. That back body drop was one of the most intense looking body drops of any kind that I've ever seen in any kind of match, but especially a hardcore match in the PG era, as I say. That hardcore match was a clinic. And we know wrestling is a work. We know it's predetermined. We know it's fixed. But we also know that it is an intense athletic endeavor, whether it is predetermined, predestined, or not. We know the competitors of a match put their bodies on a line. And we know that there is great risk in this profession. And Adam Cole, his ribs have to be hurting. You can't tell me that someone's ribs would not hurt after what he went through on Saturday night last week. It's just not, it's not possible. It's not humanly possible to be, not, not be in some kind of physical pain. So I got to say hats off to Adam Cole. But as I predicted, Alistair Black getting the victory. Okay, folks, moving on. Let's talk about the Velveteen Dream versus Cashizono. That was an interesting match. Velveteen Dream, as a character, has a lot of potential, and I think both the WWE and NXT universes. I think he's got a bright future as a charismatic performer. I think he's got a bright future as a superstar. But I hope that when he gets to the WWE level that Vince 
at least continues to see the potential that NXT sees in him, and I hope he doesn't try to repackage what Velveteen Dream got going on and got going for him because I think the Velveteen Dream himself will be an asset to the WWE at a new level, and I think he's a unique character, I think he's a unique persona, and I think that if handled correctly by Vince McMahon and nothing much is changed, that they've got money at least at the Intercontinental U.S. title level with Velveteen Dream. Do I think he's a world champion? He could be. But I don't think he's there yet. He might be at that level someday, but I don't think Velveteen Dream is there quite yet. I think he's got a a few more things to conquer, a few more things to dream about, a few more things to visualize before he's at the main event level. But at least the big picture main event level. I think he's on his way to being a workhorse champion in the intercontinental title picture or the US title picture as I say. I think he's there. And I think that uh, the way that match was constructed, I think Ono played his role very well in giving Velveteen Dream the space to work and build up and tell the story between those two, Cassius Ono versus Velveteen Dream overall was an excellent match and a beautiful encounter. Great match. Great story, great build. Velveteen Dream, you are on your way up, buddy. Nice victory. Nice victory. Moving on to our final layer of the cake as it relates to NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. The last thing we got to talk about is, of course, the epic World Heavyweight Championship match between Johnny Gargano and Andrade Cien Almas. Dave Meltzer, one of the world's top writers, one of the world's top reviewers in the world of professional wrestling, as he writes one of the most widely known professional wrestling newsletter publications in the world, has given this match between Andrade Cien Almas and Johnny Gargano, five stars. And personally, I don't really like Dave Meltzer all that much. Because I think he's a, uh, what do you say? How would you say it? Armchair quarterback in the world of professional wrestling. And I think while he is very knowledgeable... He tries to speak as if he lives in the professional wrestling world at the level a performer would. We all know he doesn't. We all know that I am at a similar level, even though that I am uh, not quite at the level of expertise that he is. We all know that We analyze very much in the same way. And 
we all know that Dave Meltzer at least bugs a lot of people in the business itself. But I have to agree with Dave Meltzer in this instance. He gave the match between Andrade and Johnny five stars. And I can't argue. That was a dramatic match. It was an epic match. It was a memorable match. It was a heck of a barn burner. And definitely one that will be remembered in the NXT history books. If you are looking for an epic world championship match, if you are looking for a heart-pounding championship match, if you are looking for a memorable championship match, look no further than Johnny Gargano and Andrade Cien Almas. Almas, of course, retaining the championship, which proves to me that he is definitely not an interim champion, that he is not a placeholder, which is something I knew already. But Andrade is an amazing talent, and he has a bright future in the annals of NXT. And then, of course, moving forward, when he moves forward to the WWE. Andrade and Johnny put on a clinic and a barn burn. What a match. Definitely deserving of five stars from the great wrestling analyst. The well-known wrestling analyst of Dave Meltzer. Great, great match. Moving on to the Sunday following NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. Moving on to the main event of the evening. The one that everybody was looking forward to that weekend. Although NXT is always amazing. Everybody's looking forward to and was looking forward to at that point the Royal Rumble event itself. And friends, it did not disappoint. I had thought when this thing started that it was the 30th annual Royal Rumble, but uh, Michael Cole and everybody else was saying that it was the 31st, so I, I stand corrected. The 31st annual Royal Rumble event took place last Sunday. And it was an amazing, amazing show. Kicking things off for that event, we started with the NXT... Oh, boy, boy. I still got NXT on the brain. We started off with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match between Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn. And I gotta tell you, it was a pretty good match. Kevin Owens, I thought, initially had a damaged or injured back. So it was surprising to see him, as much as he was in that match, that active. 
Maybe he was just being a toughie. Maybe he was working hurt. But if he was hurt, he was working well. And he wasn't selling the fact that his back was potentially bothering him. Maybe he was fighting through pain. Maybe not. But if he was fighting through pain, if Kevin Owens was dealing with a back and is dealing with a back, and he didn't sell it, we know he's a tough hombre, but he certainly didn't sell it. Crazy awesome WWE Championship match. AJ Styles retains. Now we gotta talk about this. We gotta talk about this. AJ Styles is champion. That will work into the Royal Rumble for the men a little bit later. Because there's something that the WWE Universe has been clamoring for for quite some time. But we'll talk about that when we get to the Royal Rumble analysis. For the men. In just a few seconds here. So hang tight. AJ Styles retaining the WWE Championship against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Moving on to the men's Royal Rumble match. Now Stone Cold Steve Austin in his own podcast this week said that the Royal Rumble is one of the most intense matches to work. It's one of the most difficult matches to work and I believe him. And he said it was difficult to work because of the fact that there's so many moving parts in the ring. There's so many spots you have to coordinate. You're working with 30 dudes in the ring all at once potentially. But when you start... Okay, for those of you who don't know how the rumble at work, how the rumbles work, let me break that down first. Two dudes start in the ring. Two ladies start in the ring, depending on which match it is, whether it's women's or men's Royal Rumble. Two guys start in the ring. Two ladies start in the ring. And every minute and a half, two minutes, another guy shows up until potentially you have 30 guys in the ring. Now, the way the rumble works and the way it's all coordinated, it's very difficult for every single superstar to get all their stuff in. So... It's not likely in a Rumble match, if you've never seen one, that all 30 participants will show up in the ring at the same time. When you're in the business and you're working spots in a match, when you're developing spots, only so many competitors can be in the ring at one time. So, Royal Rumbles can be a logistics cluster. That's just what it is. It's a hard match to work. And the way it was constructed this year, I thought was great. The way it was laid out this year, I thought was great. It was wonderful to see the legendary Mysterio make his legendary return. I don't know if he'll be back in the WWE in the Cruiserweight division or what, but that was a great thing to see. The last six men who appear in the Rumble, like the old guard versus the new guard. That was a cool spot to see. Um, The Rumble itself on the men's side was epic. It was good. It was nice to see Shinsuke Nakamura win the Rumble overall. And if you remember, that was the prediction I made in my pre-show. I said Shinsuke Nakamura would win the men's Royal Rumble, and that's what happened. 
So, this is what this means. AJ Styles retained his women his women's championship. <laughs> uh-huh. AJ Styles retained his world championship against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So, in New Orleans at WrestleMania 34, we will see the epic match that everybody's been clamoring for as a sports entertainment fan. We will see Shinsuke Nakamura face AJ Styles for the world championship. Everybody's been waiting for this because we know, at least the Uber fans know, that these two have put on some epic confrontations in Japan. We know that these two individuals are legendary in Japan. And if you look at Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles on the WrestleMania stage, you've got money. That's going to be a crazy, awesome match. Shinsuke Nakamura, big ups on the Rumble, my friend. Now I can't wait to see your epic confrontation with your buddy AJ as you two put on the wrestling clinic of a lifetime. Enjoy it. That's what I say to you two. Enjoy the match. Enjoy the moments you create together at WrestleMania because we as fans are going to love it and eat it up and be thrilled by it as much as you two will be. And we know as super fans that it will be epic. So Shensuke, AJ, we can't wait. Have fun. Enjoy the match. Moving on, this is the one that surprised me. Because what I predicted didn't happen. There was a miscommunication between Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. But there wasn't a blow-up. There wasn't a... change in attitude... for the two of them. There wasn't a confrontation between the two of them. I thought... something was gonna blow up... and the tag team... of Seth Rollins... And Jason Jordan would dissolve. But what what ended up happening is Jason Jordan got hurt in the match. And it was to the level that Seth Rollins had to finish the match on his own. And when you're facing two-on-one odds, it's just not good for any man. So... Sheamus and Cesaro unexpectedly, at least to me, win the Raw Tag Team Championship and are Tag Team Champions once again. And of course, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan, uh, they lose. They lost the Tag Team Championship. And uh, let's see where things go moving forward because um, that was a uh, painful match. To watch, especially with what happened to Jason Jordan with that shoulder injury. Uh, not shoulder injury as much as 
that shoulder injury that shoulder injury looked bad but what looked really bad was what happened to his head on the post uh there definitely is potential for a concussive situation there so you know all the best to Jason Jordan I don't know what he actually uh had to deal with when everything was said and done but nobody in the world would want a man to face a potential concussion such as that because his eyes were glazed over and Jason just looked like he was in rough shape at the end of that match Uh, and with concussion research where it is today with what we know about it, I certainly hope Jason's alright. Because that was some tough business. Anytime a man concusses, is it's a big deal. And it's no laughing matter for sure. So Jason, all the best to you. You guys may have lost the tag team championships. But whether you continue as a tag team or you go your separate ways, separate ways as individuals, be safe. Be smart and uh, preserve your abilities as not performers, but men and uh, competitors and athletes. And Jason Jordan, my best to you, bro. My best to you. Seth, you put up a good fight, man. So I got to give that to you. But you know, you win some, you lose some. I was not expecting the bar to win the tag team championship. But they are the Raw tag team champions. So congrats to the bar. Congrats, Sheamus and Cesaro. You guys are the new Raw tag team champions. Championship. Why do I want to keep saying championship? Oh... I'm supposed to be semi-professional here, folks. Come on. Now let's move on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. This was every bit the match that I thought it was going to be, except for the fact that we got a clean sweep from the Usos. I thought we'd see three falls here. We saw two, and we didn't see the team of Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable get a fall at all. It was a definite clean sweep for the Usos, but still a great, great match. Enough said. The Usos put on a clinic. We know that. Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, they put on clinics. We know that. If you're a tag team fan, again, go to the WWE Network if you haven't seen it and review it. I thought it was an excellent match. Excellent match. Moving on to the Universal Championship Triple Threat Match. Between three big, big dudes in Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar... And Kane. Brock, of course, goes over in this match as I predicted. But Braun Strowman, I tell you, the way they're booking him right now, he is a freaking 
beast. What a specimen Braun Strowman is. He is not somebody I'd like to meet in a dark alley. Let me tell you that right now. That dude will eat you if you look at him wrong. Eat you. There's a reason they call him the monster among men because he is a monster among men. And uh, the way they're building him up in the WWE pantheon, he's looking like an absolute dominator. As he deserves to be. I mean, Braun Strowman is a tough, mean-looking... I'm not even going to say ombre because ombre doesn't even cover it. Uh, Anyway, Braun Strowman is a beast and a half. Um, And he's definitely got a future. Whether or not he goes into WrestleMania, maybe, against Kane, I'm not sure. I don't see it happening because... Uh, Kane is getting ready to be the mayor somewhere in Tennessee, so I don't see him being on too many uh, cards. Maybe he would come back for WrestleMania. I Everybody loves WrestleMania. Everybody in the business knows WrestleMania. Everybody clamors for WrestleMania, so it, it's, it's a possibility, but I see it. If it is going to happen, I see a feud between Kane and Braun Strowman happening possibly at Elimination Chamber before Wrestlemania but I suppose on a small chance and to a small degree there is a small possibility that Braun and Kane could go at it at Wrestlemania I don't know I don't see it happening but um, you never know anyways Brock Lesnar goes over as I predicted Remains Universal Champion. And, uh... Let's see who he's got next at WrestleMania. Folks are saying... It's probably Roman Reigns. Let's see what happens. Great Universal Title match. And now we get to the historical moment everybody was talking about. The very first 30 women's... 30 ladies in the ring. 30 women battle royal. The great Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow, of course, getting the victory. It was an epic match. We saw Trish Stratus, we saw Tori Wilson, we saw Kelly Kelly, we saw Michelle McCool, we saw a whole bunch of people, we saw Lita get in the ring and mix it up with today's modern wrestling talent but overall overall we saw Asuka win the Royal Rumble but here's the kicker if you have not seen sports news beyond the WWE of any kind you're about to get a shocker The Empress of Tomorrow, of course, winning the Women's Royal Rumble, becoming the number one contender for the Women's Championship of her choice. She gets the victory. And just before the show says goodnight, everything fades to black. Out comes Rowdy Ronda Rousey. As I predicted before, she's not in the match. She's not in the historic Women's Royal Rumble. But 
ladies and gentlemen, she has signed a multi-year deal in the women's division of the WWE. Rowdy Ronda Rousey has moved from the UFC MMA world to the squared circle of world wrestling entertainment. She will be a WWE competitor for the next several years. Let's see how she fares. I think she will do excellently. And the potential for something like the four horsewomen of the WWE NXT brand. Or what used to be the NXT brand. The four horsewomen of the now WWE against the four horsewomen of the uh, of the UFC. I think it's possible. We might see it at Mania. We might see Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair at Mania. We might see Asuka and Rousey at Mania. It's possible. One never knows. There is a lot of new awesome potential in the world of WWE with Ronda Rousey joining the family. I like it. I like it a lot. Ronda, welcome to a different level of the sports entertainment business. Welcome to semi-planned fighting. Welcome to sports entertainment itself because we know that UFC is actually legit and real. Uh, Welcome to play fighting, Rhonda. Hope you have fun. Enjoy it. Now, before we leave completely, we gotta break down a couple more things. There were some post-show matches that were pre-show matches, not not post-show, I'm sorry. There were some pre-show matches that popped up before the event at the Rumble itself. We had Mojo Raleigh against uh, Bobby Roode for the U.S. Championship. I correctly predicted that Mojo Raleigh would pop up. Bobby Roode retains... And then we had the Revival versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. The Revival gets the victory there because they got the loss on Raw. More accurately, the squash on Raw. And my apologies, folks, because I thought the opening match... The cruiserweight match is going to be like a six-pack challenge for the cruiserweight championship. That has yet to be determined. And what we ended up getting was a six-man tag match. And Calisto, Dorado, and 
Grand Metallic went over. Gugulak. Um, TJ Perkins and Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Jack Gallagher. But it was a heck of an opener. A heck of an overall pay-per-view. Thank you for joining me for the Royal Rumble 2018 weekend review. We had a lot to go through. We had a lot of wrestling to talk about. We had the Super Bowl to talk about beforehand. Enjoy the game, whether you're going for the uh, Patriots or the Eagles. And I will see you back here next weekend. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be well.